We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So we dug into the biggest recruiting news of the week and maybe of the entire month of November, no matter how it goes down in college football. Jaden Rashada flips from Miami to Florida. Big quarterback dominoes thereafter. Still some questions to be answered. And maybe we get some of those answers this weekend. It is week 11 in the 2022 college football season. There's a lot of big games on tap. And naturally, you know where we're going with this. Huge visit weekends on tap for the programs hosting the big games. All the way at the very top with Texas hosting TCU, College Game Day, that whole deal there. Oregon uh, hosting Washington's got a huge visitor list. And then two in the SEC, Auburn and Florida. Not having marquee uh, seasons on the field by any stretch. Uh, question marks all over those programs. But the visitor lists are loaded at both of them. Ole Miss got, has a nice visitor list there uh, as well with the Crimson Tide of Alabama in town. So we'll hit on just a couple of these and, and the top kids expected to make trips, uh, beginning with Texas TCU. I think that's the most loaded visitor list out there, not only because all these Texas commitments are coming back home to, to see this game and this potential upset uh, of TCU, uh, including Arch Manning, by the way. Yes, he is coming back to town. But Three undeclared SI-99 recruits will also be in town in Austin uh, with the Horned Frogs in town. Two of them are from the state of Texas. We've talked about one recently, Anthony Hill, the Texas A&M decommitment, uh, one of the most complete and well-rounded linebackers in this class of 2023. He's making this trip to Austin, his first trip after decommitting from Texas A&M, and it's part of the reason why Texas has so much momentum and buzz in this recruitment to date. Uh, a lot of people think Anthony Hill is destined to end up in Austin for good. If that is the case, this visit with TCU in town uh, will have plenty uh, to do with it. So he's uh, certainly the, the headliner uh, among the Texas visitors. Javian Toviano is another one, uh, in-stater from the state of Texas, cornerback, another SI-99 recruit, big fan of his game, uh, and he's a, a big fan of keeping things close to the best. This kid has LSU confident, 
Texas confident, Texas A&M confident. There might be some other schools involved here that we don't even talk about as much. Alabama, Georgia, uh, potentially in that conversation. Toviano, though, a lot of ties to the state of Texas. There's been buzz at different points for UT in this recruitment. I think LSU may be the dark horse if he's going to leave the state of Texas. But right now, Texas has a lot of momentum here. And there's a sense that Toviano knows where he wants to go but he's going to wait and hold off on making that public. So maybe some due diligence with some of the visits down the stretch for Toviana. But I think Texas LSU is sort of the main battle there. So he's expected on campus for this game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. And then Deuce Robinson, big time tight end out of Phoenix, Arizona. You've probably seen highlights of this kid if, if you are a college football and or recruiting fan. Massive player, massive frame, college ready uh, looking frame, maybe NFL combine ready looking frame at this point. Six foot five, six foot six, great football, basketball, and baseball player. Not something you see every day from an athleticism standpoint. That's why he's considered the number one tight end for us at Sports Illustrated and pretty much everywhere else. This is a freak of nature, instant impact, day one, head turning, throw him the damn ball type of tight end. And he is visiting Texas, I believe, for the second time, which is interesting because. This recruitment has changed uh, over the last six months, much like many recruitments change in, in a short amount of time. At one point, a lock for USC. And that, that might still be the case in terms of USC being the favorite. But out at the Elite 11, which we keep referring to today, uh, hence the hat, 
it was it was the Deuce Robinson to UFC hype train. I mean, Caleb Williams was throwing in passes. The Elite Eleven counselors were joking. Yeah, we might see you two uh, connecting next year in in LA. I mean, this thing was so not a secret while we were all out there in Los Angeles when when Robinson was uh, really impressing a, a lot of folks as one of the pass catchers at the Elite Eleven. But since that point. Arch Manning to Texas has Texas involved here. I believe this is his second visit. Texas has appeared to become a dark horse for Robinson. Uh, the great Texas teams have always recruited the West Coast and particularly that Phoenix to Los Angeles corridor. So this would be another big feather in the cap in that geographical uh, and pipeline pursuit. And then Alabama and Georgia have also become heavily involved for Robinson. Uh, he just visited Georgia, which is uh, obviously fascinating because when you talk about college football tight ends, it's like Georgia and Notre Dame is where that conversation begins. And then there's a, a drop off, a change of pace, a different feel when you start to look at other schools relative to the tight end position. Right now, Georgia is tight end you for the moment with their ridiculous tight end room, Notre Dame over the long haul. So when Georgia gets involved, it's a big deal, right? I mean, Brock Bowers is going to be Easily, maybe, the first tight end off the board uh, in a couple of years. And, and obviously, Darnell Washington, Ari Gilbert. Uh, I mean, this is an unbelievable tight end room. Uh, they've got some young SI99 talent, both in 23 and 24, or excuse me, 22 and 23, uh, along uh, along the way here, coming in uh, to Athens, Georgia as well. So they've, they've struggled not at the tight end position. Uh, so Georgia is never to be discounted. And obviously, Alabama at every position, right? I mean, something we've talked about for... Uh, the entirety of of my journalism career covering uh, college football recruiting. If if you want any position and Alabama's involved for said recruit, uh, the ears do perk up there, um, and and I think that's the case with Deuce Robinson. Nonetheless, Texas getting him on campus this weekend for the TCU game, and and a bunch of commits coming back to town. I think it's a big deal, as we mentioned, not just Arch Manning, but you got your Jonte Cooks. Uh, your Colton Vasics of the world jumping back on board uh, with another visit uh, to Austin. Uh, and then another uncommitted, uh, or excuse me, prospect committed to another school that is certainly interesting here uh, on, on offense. One local, Jaden Greathouse, the receiver from Austin Westlake. Notre Dame verbal commitment at this point. And then out of state, Jacoby Lane. Big, tall, explosive downfield threat out of Mesa, Arizona. Is He's a USC verbal commitment so texas is bringing in the top uncommitted guys their top verbal commitments and a couple of big time recruits committed to other programs great house and lane two big time wide receivers uh great house in the si 99 lane on the cusp he might end up there before this 2023 uh recruiting cycle is all said and done and then another texas visit for deandre moore uh, who's another uh Guy committed to another school, Louisville, and, and he's been everywhere. Uh, Georgia's been involved here heavily, Texas as well. There is a sense that it's not a matter of if he flips from Louisville, but just when and where. When is he going to flip, and is he going to be a Texas Longhorn, or is he going to end up with the defending national champs? All right, so Texas has a huge visit weekend on deck with TCU in town, and some of these other schools are doing their part to combat UT with maybe the most uh, impressive visitor lists to date. Let's go out to the West Coast, Oregon, Washington. Huge rivalry for those who don't uh, follow Pac-12 football that closely. There is a true hatred 
for Oregon uh, via Washington and vice versa. Uh, very much uh, what would rival uh, some of these big, uh, well, more well-known, uh, I would say, rivalries in the sport. So Oregon's gearing up with big-time recruits expected in town as well, including multiple Texas A&M commitments. This Texas A&M class is, is on the brink, it, it feels like. Anthony Hill decommits. A bunch of verbal commitments to A&M are hitting the road to visit other schools. I've seen at least three or four uh, pledges to Jimbo Fisher planning trips to other programs. Not always the be-all, end-all from a destination standpoint. Doesn't mean you're signing with these schools, but the worry meter should probably be increasing for fans of the program located there in College Station, Texas. And arguably the headlining recruit for Texas A&M, especially with Anthony Hill now departed from the class, is David Hicks, the defensive lineman from Katy, Texas, um, maybe the top prospect in, in the state for a long time in terms of what has been considered uh, throughout the duration of this class of 2023. Huge pickup when he picked AM over Oklahoma. There was a lot of Sooner buzz in that recruitment. Uh, and everyone else was in this game, right? Miami, Michigan State, Oregon, Alabama, uh, many others involved here. Texas, of course. But here he comes, David Hicks, back to Oregon. Unofficial visit. He already took the official up to Eugene. Now he's taking an unofficial back to Eugene on his own dime, right? On his own dime from Katy, Texas to Eugene, Oregon to watch this game as a Texas A&M verbal commitment. Fascinating. Uh, there's not a whole lot of visits on record for Hicks post A&M verbal commitment. And again, we, we see what's happening on the field with, what, four or five straight losses for Jimbo Fisher. The recruiting class is starting to show some cracks in the foundation, if you will, with a huge decommitment and potentially more on the way. David Hicks optically would hurt to me more than Anthony Hill did, uh, especially if he ends up at a school outside of the region, right? I think between Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M, there's a, a round robin, if you will, right? Oh, well, so kid decommitted from our school is going to your school or the other school. If it if it's out of state, if it's Oregon, if it's the Pac-12, I think there's a bigger sting factor optically for Jimbo Fisher and the long-term play um, that his contract suggests he is going to be in College Station. Nonetheless, David Hicks confirmed unofficial visitor to Oregon um, despite that Texas A&M verbal commitment. And he's not the only A&M verbal commit headed to Oregon. Damian Sanford, the linebacker from Katy, as well as, as David is, also committed to A&M, also visiting Oregon. Not as much buzz on him, uh, but interesting nonetheless. And, and we talked about with Texas how it's important for them to get their 2023 verbal commitments back on campus because folks are trying to flip those guys, right? John T. Cook uh, with, with Oregon and some other schools. We've heard overtures for, from Texas verbal commitments um, elsewhere, really across the bow of this class of 2023. Same deal for Oregon, right? So their commitments coming back home I think is a big deal. A few of them um, that are verbally committed and confirmed to head up to this Washington game are big ones. Dante Dowdle, the running back uh, from Mississippi. Yes, he's from Mississippi, but he's committed to Oregon. Uh, he's got a lot of visits planned to other schools going forward, but this weekend he is expected back in Eugene. That is a very big deal because the schools that are trying to flip Dante Dowdle are closer to home. It's Ole Miss, Mississippi State, the two in-state schools. Um, we've heard Tennessee 
involved uh, in this recruitment as well. Texas A&M just offered him a scholarship. So Dante Dowdle, big-time player, big-time back, right? 6'1", 215 pounds, downhill, SEC kind of feel with his game. Committed to Oregon and Carlos Lachlan, who is a, a native of the South, uh, as the running backs coach there. Big for him to get Dante back on campus because the SEC Sharks uh, do sense blood in the water with him being a Picayune, Mississippi native. So huge for Oregon to get that verbal commitment uh, back on campus. And then to a lesser degree, in terms of the national footprint, Cole Martin, a uh, longtime Oregon commitment, uh, son of, of an Oregon assistant coach. You expect that kid to be a no-doubt or no-brainer sign sealed delivered to the Ducks. But it's not the case. There is growing confidence that Louisville, after hosting Cole Martin for a visit just a couple weeks ago, is starting to feel pretty good about maybe flipping him from his dad's program. Just when you think you know everything about college football recruiting, you see stories like this. But Cole is expected back up in Eugene this weekend for this Washington game. So a huge visit, crucial visit for Oregon to be hosting verbal commitments just as well as some of those committed to other programs. It's not always about the flip, though that good old flip game does uh, move the needle, draw the headlines, all of those things. Quickly want to touch on Ole Miss hosting Alabama. This was going to be the game day game. This was going to be kind of the national game until Alabama dropped the ball against LSU. But nonetheless, this Ole Miss visitor list is huge. Uh, the assistant uh, coaches there in Oxford, uh, I think like on Monday or Tuesday, were like, hey, we got no more space for recruits. Uh, if you want to come to this game, you're going to have to pay. Uh, that means the, the prospect visitor list was clamored for and loaded from a very early time uh, with this class of 23. And naturally, big uncommitted visitors and big visitors committed to other schools. Let's start with the uncommitted. Two of them, I believe, taking official visits to Oxford. Uh, one in the SI-99, one potentially in there when we update that thing in January. Caden Lee top uh, slot receiver type out of the state of Georgia, Kennesaw Mountain High School. Longtime Ole Miss lean, we think, although Oklahoma, Georgia, South Carolina, and UCF have made that thing interesting. He is finally getting back to Oxford for a visit, an official visit at that. Could Lane Kiffin and company seal the deal with one of their top overall offensive targets? This could be a great wide receiver class led by Aiden Williams and Caden Lee. Pairing them together, I think, would be advantageous for Lane Kiffin. And you certainly understand the appeal uh, from a skill position standpoint uh, with Caden uh, maybe leaning towards Ole Miss. So that's a huge official visitor for the Rebels. And then here's one that's a head-to-head -head battle. Chris Johnson, who's from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Dillard High School, one of the best schools in Broward County. He's either going to stay home and play for the U to bring Miami back in the conversation, or he's going to end up with Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Ole Miss gets him on campus this weekend for the official visit. Chris Johnson is a blur on the field. Legitimate track speed, can play in the return game uh, or in the slot. Uh, he's he's come up more recently as a running back, but he's a you know bubble screen and watch him work kind of guy with a whole lot of green grass in front of him. That That is a scary sight for defenses, and that's why Lane Kiffin naturally is trying to poach him away from his hometown program. And Chris, interestingly enough here, and we, we, we hinted at this kind of subtweeting, if you will, from Jane Machada. Chris has been more outward with what he wants to see on the field from the two schools that are courting him. And you couldn't have more opposite a perception on the field in 2022 than Ole Miss offensively and Miami offensively. Ole Miss, one of the best running programs 
in America. They utilize a running quarterback and two dynamic running backs, including a true freshman in Quinshawn Judkins uh, that has exploded for more than a thousand yards already downhill in space in between Ole Miss is running the ball about as well as anyone. Miami conversely banged up in the running back room, banged up in the quarterback room. The offense overall just sputtering this time of year. Didn't score a touchdown, I believe, in the last two and a half games. Miami hasn't scored an offensive touchdown. I don't know if they got one late against Florida State, but by the time I changed the channel, uh, they had not scored a touchdown, and it was pretty late in that game. So, again, uh, interesting that Chris Johnson has talked about wanting to see things from these two programs during the season. If that's the case, you got to feel really good about Ole Miss's chances, especially with him taking an official visit this uh, weekend. And then a couple uh, uncommitted, or excuse me, a couple of recruits committed elsewhere important for Ole Miss uh, on campus, uh, both from the state of Alabama. Dakari Nelson, a safety committed to Penn State. And um, then you've got an offensive lineman uh, expected, Kobe Keenum. Uh, committed to Kentucky. Um, Ole Miss needs more help on the offensive line, so maybe they try to flip a Kentucky commitment from their neighboring state uh, for the Huntsville, Alabama native. Don't have a lot of scoop on those recruits, but anytime a kid committed to school X is visiting school Y, it does kind of capture our attention to a degree. Final thought on Ole Miss as this visitor list continues to grow. A couple important 2024 recruits visiting not only um boo carter and ryan wingo arguably the top running back and receiver in the country for 2024 carter out of tennessee wingo out of st louis missouri two important quarterback recruits expected back in oxford this weekend in 2024 walker white who's probably number one on the board for the rebels and then davi belfort maybe number two on the board for the rebels a lot of those 2024 quarterback dominoes are falling so getting both of these guys on campus Pretty big for Lane Kiffin and company. So huge deal on the field. He's going against uh, Nick Saban, of course. Last year, you know, he uh, threw the headset in in the pregame interview before uh, taking a big L. Um, very viral, uh, very memeable, as, as Lane Kiffin often is. Uh, so he'll have a lot on the field at stake. Uh, and, of course, recruiting often correlates there as well. Two more games we want to talk about really quickly from a visitor standpoint. Uh, Auburn, Texas A&M. Huge. A lot of Auburn commitments coming back to town and a lot of recruits committed to other schools visiting as well. 2023 Miami commitment, Antoine Jackson, 2023 Louisville linebacker commitment, Stan Quan Clark and Pitt wide receiver commitment, Lamar Seymour, all expected at Auburn, along with Bo Hughley, the Georgia offensive line commitment who has visited Auburn seemingly five, six times uh, since uh, since the 2023 cycle began, uh, a lot of people expect him to be on on a bit of a flip watch uh, there uh, to a certain degree. So that will be interesting to watch uh, going forward. Uh, and then the big one for for Auburn, for me, is Ruben Bay, uh, the pass rusher, SI99 recruit out of Miami, Florida, Miami Central High School, huge in that upset of IMG Academy. He had three sacks. This kid's had like almost 40 sacks in the last two years of high school football and counting, by the way, Miami central undefeated rolling into the playoffs. By the time uh, most of you listen to this podcast, they would have kicked off that playoff run. Uh, just absolutely loaded uh, in the pass rushing perspective here. The production is off the charts, six two, 225 pounds or so he's undersized, uh, undervalued by many, although he's in the SI 99 for us, keep that in mind. Uh, 
the kid's going to wreck shop when he gets to college. There's really no other way around it. One of the best pure football players in this class of 2023, and Auburn gets him back on campus. Auburn is one of those programs, kind of like Nebraska, kind of like Wisconsin, that is recruiting consistently throughout the coaching transition. The culture, the feel, the fit at those schools stands beyond the guy who's holding the headset or clipboard or whatever uh, metaphor we want to use uh, in that regard. Um, a couple other guys visiting Auburn there, Tony Mitchell, Alabama commitment, and then the two top uncommitted recruits uh, in the state of Alabama, James Smith and Quay Rousseau, a couple of front seven players that have been to Auburn about a billion times. They're going to be in town once again. So huge visitor list. Uh, up in the plains uh ditto for gainesville uh uf we mentioned to bring the conversation back to how it began on today's state of recruiting huge visitor list and weekend uh, on tap at florida we'll go through this list much faster uh we, we already mentioned rashada that that's that speaks for itself lucas simmons uh, has confirmed to us that he's going to be in town uh for a, a gator game big deal florida state recruit on the offensive line Another SI-99 prospect that Florida is trying to flip here. Could you imagine, just, just to play devil's advocate here from the Florida Gator perspective, we talked about the rock bottom kind of midsummer feel for Billy Napier in this, this class of 2023, which is a lesson in the long game in and of itself. Could you imagine in a world where you flip a Miami Hurricane commitment, maybe the most high-profile on a Friday and potentially before the weekend is done, flip a Florida state verbal commitment among their most high profile before the weekend ends. It's not going to happen. I don't expect it to happen with Lucas Simmons. There has not been a lot of traction here, which is why it's big for Florida to get him on campus. Uh, I don't think they finished uh, second in his recruitment when he committed to Florida state. I think Tennessee occupied that spot USC was high up there as well. So Florida, even when Lucas committed and had them as a finalist, Florida had work to do if it was going to make an impact here. So to me, just getting Lucas Simmons on campus is a pretty big deal for UF. He has told us that there's only two trips planned right now, this one to Florida and then up to Florida State for the Florida game uh, on Thanksgiving weekend. So he's going to see the Gators in action in person twice over the next three weeks. Uh, and of course, he'll see his Florida State Seminoles in action to wrap up the visits, uh, the game day visits that he has planned as a big time offensive tackle recruit who's having a huge senior year, by the way, making us look very smart for having him as a top uh, 65 or so prospect in the SI 99 recruiting ranking. So Florida's having a huge weekend. There is talk of secret visitors in Gainesville. So check the Twitter sphere, the message boards over the weekend to see who shows up. I'm sure Rashada and Simmons were at one point considered secret visitors, but that is the nature of college football recruiting coverage in this day and age. Good luck uh, trying to keep these things under wraps, uh, but we are hearing uh, reports of many prospects committed to other schools checking out the Florida Gators, so keep an eye on that Florida and South Carolina commitment list. And I know we, we focus mostly on, on the most drama on this show, but Desmond Ricks is also visiting Florida, and that's something to keep an eye on as well. Kind of in the same mold as the Lucas Simmons recruitment. Um, he's reclassified from 24 to 23, but Florida hasn't been considered a favorite here for quite some time. I think LSU has seized a lot of momentum 
with Desmond Ricks since he reclassified. He was there for the big upset of, of Alabama just last week. So now him getting back to Florida for an unofficial visit, I think, is a pretty big deal. Remember, Florida still in the market for a corner having missed on Cormani McLean. So all of these dominoes relate to one another. So huge college football recruiting visits on tap across our great nation uh, on this Veterans Day. We cannot end the show without uh, saluting those who have served. Uh, I was born on a military base in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Shout out to Fort Bragg and the 82nd Airborne. So uh, personally, definitely appreciate you, Pops. Appreciate you, Unc. Uh, I have a lot of family members who have served. Uh, and all those uh, who served, uh, we certainly thank you. Uh, you are among the best of us, uh, as, as they say. So that'll do it for today's State of Recruiting. I'm your host, John Garcia Jr., and we'll catch up after the weekend where, heck, we might be talking about more decommitments, flips, and verbal commitments because it is that silly season in college football recruiting. God bless.